What's going on, everybody? I hope everybody's well. Listen, man. Listen, I cannot wait for Christmas. I don't know if I'm going to do the end of the year show. I really don't want to. To me, those things are kind of um, dumb, but cannot wait for Christmas. You know why? You guys are going to laugh. But it's because on Christmas, we usually get like pizza and nachos to eat for Christmas dinner. So I always get excited. I always get excited. I know you guys thought I was going to say tamales and stuff like that. No, we get like football food. It's awesome. But that's all I got for you guys. Make sure you follow me. Punch them out the fish on Instagram. Fish on underscore PATM on Twitter. Peace, guys. Later. Or X. Later. everybody i hope everybody's well here we are the second episode of the week the opinion episode like i said i wanted to um as i mentioned in the last episode i wanted to go over jan's comments jan blakovitz that is again he's gonna fight alexander rackage january 20th at ufc 2 97 in January. And it goes on. I'm not sure whose idea it was to have Alex Pereira call out Israel Adesanya after Poatan captured the light heavyweight title at UFC 295 last weekend in New York. But the promotion has no interest in booking the belt. Instead, focusing on Pereira versus Jamal Hill once Sweet Dream returns from injury. In addition to the Brazilians' pursuit of a fourth fight against Adesanya, having already a split a pair of contests at UFC 281 and UFC 287, Send former light heavyweight champion Jan Blakovic into a fit rage on social media. Uh, goes on to say, now this is what Jan had to say about it, so let's hear it. I know you're a slimy one calling out Izzy, Blakovic wrote on Twitter. Great performance and all, but shut the fuck up. We have unfinished business, you and I. The judges won't give you handouts next time. Pathetic. After losing to Adesanya at UFC 287, Pereira moved up to light heavyweight and battled Blakovic in the UFC 291 co-main event. And it goes on to say that Alex won via split decision. But then it goes on to say, this is Jan's second part of the statement. I see I need to clarify Blakovic continued. People see me that I'm a nice guy all the time, but sometimes I get pissed off like everyone in life. I'm super angry that they stole my W against Pereira. Now he calls out Adesanya again. Give it a rest already. We've been there four times. Well, let's be honest. Most of us have only been there twice because that's the reason the first fight happened. Because Izzy hyped it up so much. He goes on to say, this is light heavyweight. And that split decision means we have unfinished business here. Blackovitz continue. I'm just saying what I feel. Don't blame me for it. Just letting you know this. This is all from me. I'm going back to the gym, got a new opponent, and got a job to do. And then it goes on to say Blakovic will return at UFC 297 when he takes on Alexander Rakic. Um, so yeah, man. Like, I get where his frustration is coming from. He has to keep himself relevant too, right? Like, we, is it, like they, they all have to play this game of promoting them. So you don't think the UFC sees that? Be like, okay, we got something here. Like, you got to play a game. Um... I want to read this one from Henry Cejudo. Cynical Henry Cejudo craps on emotional Tom Aspinall for weepy interim title win. 
It's not the real thing. I mean, that's funny coming from Henry because... Look, I'll tell you why. Can we look like... Again, I sit here today telling you guys, I did not see the second Demetrius Johnson fight, but everybody that I talked to, I will sit down one of these days. Maybe we'll do it on the channel. I can't show the fight, but we can sit down and maybe do like a some sort of fight companion if, that, if you guys are willing to do that. I will sit down and watch the fight and I will judge it. Li like not live, but live in the sense that I'll judge it based on what I'm looking at. Like I won't sit there and be like, well, this is like just my first feeling. I'll tell you guys, nah, Henry won that round or Demetrius won that round. I don't know if that's something you guys would like to hear. Let me know. You can send me an email. You can DM me on either Twitter or Instagram. Instagram punches them out the official on Twitter, official underscore P-I-T-M. Or you know, if you don't want to DM me, you could tweet at me so other people could get into the conversation. I don't know. Um, and then to go off topic a little bit, we are going to get the YouTube channel going again. I got some few video ideas. I'm going to have some time this weekend. So we'll try to get that going. It should be a good time. It should be a good time. But going back to what I was saying. It's funny coming from Henry because look at Henry again. We go back to the second DJ fight. A lot of people feel DJ won that fight. Then we go into what I believe his only defense of that title was 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 the TJ fight. Let me make sure before I start making stuff up. But let's say I'm correct and I believe I am. Then we go into the what ends up becoming the Marlon Moraes fight. Because if I'm not mistaken, originally he was supposed to fight um Dominic Cruz, but they couldn't um get Dominic Cruz to um come back in time from injury. I mean, that's another one, right? Dominic Cruz, like an injury problem. Can you imagine the run he could have had if he um was able to stay healthy? And like, he had a great run. Let's see. Yeah, he goes Demetrius, and then he fights TJ, where TJ pops for EPO. And then he fought Marlon, and then he ends up fighting Cruz on the UFC 249 card. And then he loses to Al Jermaine back in May. So, like, that coming from Henry, like, that makes me laugh because, like, just from the title, it's not the real belt. So you're telling me when you won the belt, it wasn't the real belt. I'm talking about the Bantamweight belt. Because at the time, if I remember correctly, it was TJ's belt. But I guess he's going to use the excuse that he beat him at flyweight. But it's weird, man. That's weird. So that was the original plan. I'm sorry. Because he beat TJ at flyweight, the original plan was for them to fight again, at, but at 135. And then TJ pops for EPO. So TJ had to relinquish the belt. And then they wanted to do Dominic Cruz, but I guess Dominic Cruz was hurt. So that's when they went with Marlon because that's when Marlon was on the tear. But let's read this article. It goes on to say, Tom Aspinall captured the biggest win of com of his combat sports career by stopping fellow heavyweight bruiser Sergei Pavlovich at UFC 295 in the co-main event last weekend in New York City, claiming the interim title and positioning himself for a 2024 fight against either John Jones or Stipe Miocic. That's not true. Who wrote this? Uh, that's why. Was this bloody elbow? No, this is MMA mania. That's why. That's not true. I, I, I have a strong belief that Tom is going to, or whoever is the champion, 
outside of John Jones and Stipe, once that fight does happen, I believe it's going to be a double retirement. So we shall see, man. So I believe that belt, the one Tom holds right now, will eventually be instated as the official champion. It was a sensational performance considering both combatants had less than two weeks to prepare for the fight. Cobbled together when John Jones was forced to withdraw from UFC 295 due to an injury. But not everybody is jumping for joy over the Brit's big win, including former Bantamweight title holder Henry Cejudo. Watching Tom Aspinall win the interim world title, he's already celebrating, Cejudo said on his YouTube channel. It's an interim, Tom. I mean, Henry. Just because, honestly, I now I understand why he's saying that, but so his was legit. You're telling me his was legit just because he beat TJ and then TJ had to relinquish it for doing what he did for being dirty and that's all TJ's fault right that's all TJ's fault that's nobody but TJ's fault but then again you're gonna say because he didn't beat John Jones I, I get John Jones is his boy but let's look at how John won it how did John win it because Francis and the UFC had a dispute because he beat Cyril and he was gonna walk away with the belt that's what happened right I mean, that's basically, like, if you tell people who's the heavyweight champion of MMA, they should tell you the correct answer is Francis Ngannou because Francis did not lose the belt. It, much like the BJ Penn thing where BJ went to Japan after he murked Matt Hughes, the same thing. But this is way worse because Francis has proved everybody wrong. Dana White has gone on record saying Francis will never fight here. So... Because the Cyril Gunn versus John Jones fight was billed as this is for the heavyweight title, people are just accepting it. But come on, you don't think I've been saying that you don't think it burns John Jones inside that he didn't fight Francis? You don't think it burns him? And another thing, now that I'm saying that, we'll get back to this. But Francis had something interesting to say. He basically said, We cannot blame John Jones for the fight not happening. You have to blame the UFC. Let me pull up. Which is fascinating to me because he's not blaming John Jones. He's blaming the UFC because he says, John Jones and I, we both want this fight. He goes, John Jones and I both want this fight. So you cannot blame John Jones. You have to blame the UFC. Why is this thing doing this? I get frustrated when it does this. Oh, yeah. We got to go over the Bellator fights. The final Bellator card on Showtime. I almost forgot about that. So, since uh, when you listen to this, it'll be Friday. That's tonight. If you want to catch it, AJ McKee will be on there. He will fight Sydney Outlaw. Um, my boy Amoslav Yagoslav will be on there. Uh, the the unification belt between um Giorgio Perez and Patchy Minx will be there. It's a great fight, bro. I'll tell you that much. It's a great fight card. And like everyone on them said, there's no promotion behind it, which is very sad. Look, Francis Nganu says the UFC is to blame for not making the John Jones fight. Not John Jones. We both were asking for it. Francis Ngannou wanted to fight John Jones while he was still in the UFC. And he has no doubt Jones was making the same request. So why didn't these two meet in the heavyweight clash for the ages? Ngannou believes the responsibility falls back on the UFC rather than trying to place blame at his feet or Jones for that matter. First of all, when I was around, John Jones wasn't around, Ngannou said on the Last Stand podcast. Even three years before, we were negotiating 
I was asking for this fight after I fought Rosinho Rosenstrike. I was pushing so hard for John Jones because I knew the UFC was going to make Daniel Cormier and Stipe 3, the trilogy of Stipe and DC. So I wanted the John Jones fight. And they never brought that conversation up. While Jones was on hiatus from competition following a contract dispute with the UFC, and Ganu made his way to the top of the heavyweight division by claiming a title with a knockout over Stipe Miocic. And Ganu said he was repeatedly told that Jones wasn't interested, yet the former UFC light heavyweight champion publicly stated that he wanted the fight. Looking back now, Ngannou understands that the promotion was ultimately pitting the fighters against one another in a public war of words. They would use it to paint the narrative for both sides, Ngannou said. If it's about me, it's like, oh, I'm not doing the fight. If it's John Jones, so many times they told me John Jones was, doesn't want the fight. That's why Ngannou isn't trash-talking Jones as the former UFC light heavyweight champion was ducking a potential confrontation. Instead, Ngannou says, it's the UFC that decided Ngannou versus Jones wasn't worth booking for whatever reason. I think we were both asking for it, Ngannou said. Acknowledging Jones, my reason it didn't happen is the UFC. The UFC is responsible for that fight not happening. Ideally, Ngannou still wants Jones as an opponent, but it's going to require for the UFC to reach across the aisle and work with a rival organization. Fortunately, with Ngannou now signed the PFL and UFC CEO Dana White, venomously Shutting down the questions about a possible co-promotion, the Predator will likely have to be hunting for a different opponent. I think that fight should happen. I've been asking for the fight, Ngannou said. I think I can go back to the PFL and talk to them about this and make this fight happen. Okay, the problem is, here's the problem with all of this. The problem is that if they do that, the UFC acknowledges Francis's star power, okay? And then... And then if the UFC and John Jones loses this fight, the UFC have to acknowledge Francis is the best heavyweight and he doesn't fight for the UFC. And then what does that do in return? That gives the PFL the, the ammunition they need. That gives them like, oh, look, this guy doesn't fight in the UFC. He just knocked out John Jones. Remember, the UFC's bottom line is to promote their three letters ufc like they, they want it to the point where like wwe they don't care who's fighting the fact that it's a ufc event people's like that's where the best fighters fight so there's that so again it's it's a gamble the ufc does not want to take which i understand because they work so hard at the top that they're the gold standard didn't you see the release of the one championship contract it's very ufc-esque because that's the standard. If somebody else comes in and they take over, the UFC loses the, the ESPN deal. Look, what, the UFC saved MMA, okay? Because even though Pride was there, like Pride didn't have a US market. Pride was very big in Japan, but they didn't have a US market. I mean, look at what Ryzen is now. Is It's Ryzen, right? They have good fighters, but like they're also known for gimmick fights, you know? which I find hilarious. So we shall see what happens with that. I don't see the fight happening again. Let's look at the Bellator card. You got in the main event, Yagoslav Amoslav versus Jason Jackson, Sergio Perez versus Patchy Minx, and then a rematch of Bad Blood, Rafian Stans versus Danny Sabatello. AJ McKee will take on Sydney Outlaw. And then in the final quarterfinal fight, Patricky Pitbull will take on Alexander Shabli. Harrell Fortune will take on Marcelo Glom. Denise Kiyoholtz will take on Sumiko 
in your bar. So I don't know, guys. Is this it? You guys think this is it? I don't know. I don't know if Bellator continues. Let's see what this. Is. I wonder if it says because this is the final Bellator card on Showtime. They have said this, so we shall see. But let's look at it. Yagoslav Amoslav versus Jason Jackson. If you guys watch the Ultimate Fighter Black Zillions versus American Top Team, Jason Jackson was one of the competitors. Um, let me see if I can see his record in the UFC. He didn't even make it after the finale? That's weird. Am I thinking of the same guy? Yeah, look. In February 2015, it was announced Jackson would be a contestant on the Ultimate Fighter American Top Team versus Black Zillions. Jackson was the first fight on the tough season and was against Marcelo Alfaya, whom he defeated by majority decision. In his second fight on the show, he faced future Thai FC welterweight champion Michael Graves. Early in the first round, Jackson connected with a groin kick that went unnoticed by the referee and almost finished Graves with punches. However, Graves survived, submitted Jackson with a rear naked choke. So I guess he didn't make it to the UFC like I thought he did because a lot of times if the UFC is impressed, like, they're not doing it so much now, but a lot of times back in the day, if they were impressed, they would um, offer them contracts anyway. Like, look, it goes on to say, so from the Ultimate Fighter, he went on to Titan FC, which is used by the UFC as a feed organization. So all the other promotions that you see on Fight Pass, they're used as feeder promotions for, like, regional talent to get on those shows, have a couple fights. Dominic Reyes went to that show, went through that. He started through LFA, so did Holly Holmes. Like, the UFC, they use Fight Pass. Like, if you pay attention to all those cage warriors, all of those organizations are used as speed organizations. So Jackson made his Titan FC debut against Rodrigo Cavalajero Colera on September 9th, 2016, at Titan FC 41. He won the fight via unanimous decision. Jackson then competed in a title match against the Titan FC welterweight champion and future UFC fighter Diego Lima on December 2nd, 2016 at Titan FC 42. Jackson won the fight via technical knockout early in the round one, claiming the Titan FC welterweight championship. Jackson vacated the title after being invited to compete on Dana White's contender series. He faced Kyle Stewart and lost the fight via TKO in round two after suffering an ankle injury. That rendered him unable to continue. He was not awarded a UFC contract as a result. Oh, so he went through the contender series. But then it goes on to say, so I wasn't wrong. He was on the ultimate fighter. I was not wrong. But then after that is when he ended up going to Bellator. He will fight Yagoslav Amosov again in this fight. It's going to come down to who has the better stand-up. But I think Amosov's ground game is so good that he's not going to worry. It's going to be interesting. I'm going to be really interested in this fight. And then again, people are urinating themselves over. Um, first of all, I would like to apologize for my language um, on the last episode. I was a little excited. I apologize. I try not to swear that much. I, I swear here and there, but I was just excited about that. day was a good day. Let's just leave it at that. So everybody's urinating themselves over the signing of MVP, Michael Venom Page. You, you got to be excited for this guy. If it's true and all these guys are going to become free agents or they're either going to let them pick between free agency and going over to the PFL. If this guy becomes a free agent, the UFC better drop the truck of dollars on this guy, okay? This guy is the man. You want to be known as the best? You sign this guy. 
And he's funny because he's like, I am the best. You want to prove you're the, like, he would shut down the UFC. I never seen anybody do that. It was hilarious. Of course, the fans aren't going to be on his side, right? But he's like, I'm the best. You want to find out? Come find me in Bellator. Like, he he would, he would shut them down. It's hilarious. He's from Ukraine, he, again. And I commend him because he had to, not vacate, but he had to go away for a little bit to help his country, which is great. But if you guys are excited for Michael Venom Page, you have to be excited for the, this guy's the man. Yagoslav Almosov. So if this guy wins, I'm going to say this. If Yagoslav Almosov wins, he deserves to fight somebody and goes to the UFC. Off the bat, he deserves to fight somebody in the top five. Let's see the rankings. He deserves to fight somebody like Gilbert Burns, Shavkar Ragmarov, Kobe Covington, Bulan Muhammad, Kamar Usman. That guy deserves it, especially because he trains at American Top Team, so you know he's going to have that history with American Top Team and Henry Hu. Like, there's Gilbert and, Kam- and Kamar right there. Or give him somebody like Ian Gary. Ian Gary's going to fight, right? He's got to fight. He's going to fight Vicente Luque, I think, on this December card, if I remember correctly. Or even a Jeff Neal. And then I think Stephen Thompson's fighting Shafcat. Is that correct? Will it tell me right here? No, it won't tell me right there, bro. I remember hearing that he's going to fight Chef Karagmata. Why are they doing that to Steven Wonderboy Thompson, bro? That sucks. But yeah, going back to Yagoslav Amosov, that guy is the man, okay? He's the man. He deserves a top five guy right away. And if Jason Jackson wins, he gets all his clout, in my opinion, bro. Uh, Rafi, I mean, Sergio Perez versus Patchy Minks. Now, this one's interesting to me because Bellator had announced that they had both just re-signed new deals. So how long was this deal and how many fights was it worth and how much was it worth in a monetary sense? Because if that's true, they I don't know how that works, but rather than pay out and work for the other company, a lot of these fighters will sit on their contract because I don't know if they have to get paid either way or if somebody buys out the contract and will pay them. I don't know how that works. I wish I did. I will ask to see if somebody can tell me and I'll get back to you guys on that. How about that? But other than that, Yagoslav Amosov, Sergio Perez, Rafian Stan, Danny Sabatello. I cannot wait for this fight. And like you can tell it's the end because there's no promotion. Like, dude, there's no promotion on Rafian Stan and Danny Sabatello. And this is so the end that Scott Coker didn't even show up to the press conference yesterday. You know who was there? It was Josh Thompson and uh, Big John McCarthy. I couldn't remember his name. Gilbert Melendez's wife is going to fight on this card. I mean, it's sad, man. This is the end. And then you got AJ McKee. If there's one guy in Bellator that absolutely deserves to go to the UFC, and I don't know if his dad's past relationship with Dana would hinder that, would be AJ McKee. Because this guy is the future, bro. Does he have an attitude? Yeah, but it's just because he's confident. Um, How old is AJ? Let's see. AJ's 28. He's about to hit his prime. But he's still got a lot of years in him, man. And he's only getting better. What's his record? He's like 20-something and one. He's actually 20 and one. So we'll see what happens. Like, he's another one that he just re-signed with Bellator. I wonder if it'll tell me. Because I don't remember. Wait, I will remember right now that I look at his record. So when he fought Roberto Del Souza, he was still on his old record. 
So this is the first fight of his new record again. I mean, of his record deal. I'm sorry, of his new deal. So I don't understand what they're. I don't understand if these guys are just gonna sit on their contracts until they get all the money that all. I don't get how that works. But if he does, like I feel bad because he's 28 and he's just gonna be sitting at home through the prime of his career, and that sucks, man. This guy deserves to be in the UFC. I mean, all these guys deserve to get paid. Even if they go to PFL, it's a good thing because at least we're seeing them compete. And the PFL's got money, man. There's a reason they were able to sign Francis. There's a Francis was able to get everything he wanted. I mean, you have to have money in order to get the deal Francis got like that. I want the person who fights me a guaranteed one million. I think it's one or two million dollars. I'm pretty sure there's some fine printing there that we don't know about, but that's the gist of it, you know. So they got money like PFL. If this sell of Bellator is true, can become a, a good competitor. The only thing is that they have to get the fans to come with them. I mean, I'm a fan, bro. So I'm going to watch either way. But I guess, though, <laughs> you know what I like to compare it to? Like soccer, like a lot of people don't like the MLS, which is fine. But you have a lot of people that like the Mexican League, the apex of soccer or football would be like think of it this way let's say mls is bellator you could say the mexican league is um pfl i'm just saying because here you see a lot of people watch that of course the big mexican rivalry is chivas in america and then the europa like with spain and the european league mostly england like we're manchester <laughs> excuse me we're manchester city and Manchester United and all those teams played like that's considered the apex like they would be considered the UFC and then you got like teams like Barcelona like and Real Madrid where they're like well those are the only good teams in the Spain league you know and then you got the French league <laughs> where PSG is they're coming up and now you got a bunch of players going to Saudi Arabia but that's different right because Saudi Arabia is that's a league but that's not the bad they're just going there because of the money whereas saudi arabia and like that part of the world they're hosting these organizations for example the pfl just created a deal with saudi arabia um the ufc has a deal with abu dhabi and they just made a deal with saudi arabia as well so it's a little bit different when it comes to those places but that's i hope my metaphor worked if it didn't i'm sorry so if aj beats sydney outlaw like you know what? They should just let Brett prim it. This is what I want. And I know it's not going to happen. I feel they should strip Usman Nurmagomedov because of what happened. I just feel that's the right move. If you don't know what I'm talking about, please check out the previous episode, episode 154. That's the right move. And then if AJ wins this fight, just have those guys fight each other. That's the final we all wanted anyway. Like, if you tell me no, you're just lying to yourself because that is the final we all wanted. Let's see what else is on this card. And then you got the UFC Apex card. Um, Arnold, not Arnold Allen. What's his name? The middleweight. He's going to fight Paul Craig. It's something Allen. I'll look it up right now. He's going to fight um Paul Craig. But let's continue with this card. You got Patricky Pitbull versus Alexander Shabli again. Let's hope none of these guys pop because then they should just be done with the Grand Prix altogether. Because, like, let's say Patricky wins, but then he pops. What are you going to do? Because according to Ali, um, Usman is still in, in the tournament. But I'm telling you, as of right now, just to have him 
vacate it and just have him fight AJ. Like, that's the fight we really want to see. I don't care who puts it on. I just want to see it. You could put that on pay-per-view and I'm going to watch it, bro. That's a good fight right there. Those guys were supposed to be the future, but look at what's happening. But his name is Brandon Allen, Paul Craig. Michael Morales will take on Jake Matthews. You know what this feels like? Remember that card a few weeks back? Um, Edson Barbosa and Sadiq Yusef. That's what this feels like. Amanda Hebas is fighting. That's a good fight. Fighting Luana. Hero, I hope I said that right. She's good, man. That's a good fight. If you're gonna watch this card, watch that fight for sure. Peyton Talbot will take on Nick Aguere. Chase Hooper will take on Jordan Levitt. And Michael Morales takes on Jake Matthews. And Brennan Allen takes on Paul Craig. Um, again, Paul Craig, I believe this is his second fight at middleweight. He's um he's a good fighter, man, but like I feel Brennan Allen's stand-up and ground games a little bit better again. Brandon Allen has, like, wins over guys. Like, I believe he beat Kevin Holland. He lost to Chris Curtis, and he's lost to Sean O'Malley. But, like, he beat Kevin Holland. He beat Kyle Dawkins. He beat Andre Muniz. And he beat Bruno Silva in the last fight. And Bruno Silva almost knocked out Alex Pereira. I don't know if anybody remembers that. But he did. So it's not a terrible, terrible card, but it's not the best card in the world either. I would say the, the Bellator card on Friday is better. But look, they're on different days, so you don't have to pick. You can watch both. And that's always cool. At what time does this one start? 2 p.m. Is that Pacific or Eastern? Let me investigate a little bit more. That's 2 p.m. Pacific. And how the main card has one, two, three... Four, five. It has six fights. How many card fights does the prelim have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So it has fifteen fights altogether. I mean, again, I think Brendan Allen's gonna end up winning because he has better striking. And by the way, did you guys see? I went three and four in my picks in the UFC New York card. I picked Mackenzie Dern, but. Come on, that's pretty good, bro. And I can't remember if I did the Diego Lopez fight, but I was I wanted Diego to win. Of course, nobody's gonna believe me because yeah, of course he did. He won, but I really did want him to win. Is there anything else I wanted to end on? No, that's about it, guys. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Make sure you follow me, Punch the Mouth, show on Instagram, Michelle underscore P I T M on Twitter. Peace, guys. Later.